round of applause. Did a great job, Chloe. Um, hey, uh, I know you just all sat down, and those of you in the KKT Overflow room, would you stand up right now? Would you stand? I know we have a packed house. And would you, no, no, it's everyone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. And would you, um, front, back, right, and left, wish those around you Merry Christmas? Would you, can you do that for me? Well, you know, I, um, what a great beginning of service that was. Uh, I'm not kidding when I said this. Before this morning began, I was walking past uh, the, the, the sanctuary, and I heard music coming from the sanctuary. I thought it was a CD. I, I, uh, seriously, I'm not kidding. I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was like, you know, when our children practice music, sometimes you put a soundtrack on so they can be, have confidence. I thought we had put a CD on, and then our um, choir was, like, getting confidence to sing. <laughs> but it was them. I was so um, impressed, and thank you so much. I love the KKJ 4 and 5, with, with their readings, and then the three-year-olds came and, and joined them. Uh, I love the, the, the praise, um, and we had strings today. And uh, if you notice, we had strings for the choir as well as the praise. There are different teams, but a lot of them are from our uh, catapult ministry. So it's our own kids playing. So what a great day this is. Hey, one of the best things about Christmas is not just the decorations. It's not just the food. Uh, it's not just the music. But one of the, uh, the best things about Christmas is what? One of the things that you look forward to, kids, most about Christmas is tomorrow morning opening up your gifts, your presents, right? And it's not only for the kids, but the adults, too. Like, if you just started dating, you're thinking, oh, this is my first Christmas so that my significant other can give me something meaningful, um, yeah, the parents also are thinking, oh, maybe I wonder what my spouse is going to give to me. Over the years... These are some of the hot, hot gifts that kids had wanted to receive from their parents, and parents are scrambling. I left out the 2017 hot gifts because I didn't want to put pressure on your parents. But in 2015, the hot gifts were, gift was the Sphero BB-8 toy. Some of you have this in your home. In 2014, it was the Disney Frozen Snow Glow Elsa doll. Yeah, in 2020. 12, it was the Wii U. Yeah. In 2000, now we're going to go back a little bit. In 2001, and some of you even, may even have this. Some of you are adults. Right, girls? Right, ladies? Like, too cool for Barbie? We're going to go brats, all right? And brats became kind of a cool word. 1997, the I think this is where you feed your little animals, right? And, and, right. You, you have a virtual pet that you try to feed and keep alive. 1995, Beanie Babies. 
Some of you thought you were going to be millionaires if you just kept buying. 1992, Barney Talking Doll. Yeah, my, my girls had this. 1984, remember Home Builder Men when you were kids? The Transformers. Right? Right? That's why the Transformer movies, although they're terrible, people still watch it because of uh, you know, it relives their young boyhood. In 1983, Cabbage Patch Kids. Remember this? You buy a doll and with adoption papers. <laughs> you name your, your Cabbage Patch. And what a horrible thought. You, you bring a kid home from the Cabbage Patch. But not, 1980, Rubik's Cube. Right? People thought they were smart. No, no. Don't put up this last one. But... Parents, now I know that your kids are wanting, oh, I want this, I want that. And parents are oftentimes thinking, why, why do you want that? It's such a waste of money. Right? We need to use our money wisely. I want you to remember when you were a kid, especially those of you who are a little bit older, what you asked for Christmas in 1975. You know what you asked for? You asked for this, a pet rock. <laughs> a pet rock. For those of you younger, let me explain what a pet rock is. Just, just in case your parents ever tell you that's a waste of money, this is what your parents asked of your grandparents. I want a pet rock. What is a pet rock? Is it something special? Is it, like, is it something magical? No, it's just a rock. Someone literally went out into the street or into the, into the field and picked up random rocks, put it in a box, and sold them as pets. And your grandparents bought them for your parents um, for whatever reason, we don't know, but if you, your parents ever tell you that's a waste of money, you turn to mom and dad and said, remember pet rocks? I'm not asking for that. Normally at this time of the year, tradition says that a a random person that you do not know, a stranger, breaks into your house in the middle of the night with a red suit, with a bag, and and leaves you gifts, and I'll let you and your parents uh, deal with that. Uh, But really, the best gifts come not from your parents, not from uh, Mr. Claus, but it comes from someone else. The best, come, the best gift comes not from a red suit in a reindeer-driven uh, sleigh, but it comes from a baby in a manger, the manger that was used as a crib. The greatest giver of gifts comes not from someone that we uh, know on this earth, but someone who came to earth some 2,000 years ago is Jesus, who came in a crib. And, and let me also uh, give you a little bit of uh, permission. Uh, if you are a Kingdom Kids and you, you open your bulletin, so you can look in your bulletin, and you have sermon notes here, like this. And I give you full permission to doodle, to draw, and, and, and ushers, um, parents, if you want a crayon, could you just raise your hand? Raise your hand, and the ushers will give you crayon. And I give you full, full permission the whole time while I'm talking to draw, to color, to connect the dots, to, to word search, okay? And if you just want a crayon, just raise your hand, and the ushers will give them to you. 
And on the front side is where you can take notes. And I know some of you kids are OCD already. And so when they're blanks, you want to fill them out. And so the first place where you can fill this out is this. Jesus came in a crib. C-R-I-B. C-R-I-B, crib. So parents, you can help your child out if um, they don't know what, where the piece of paper is. Okay. I'm going to say, make the point, first of all, that Jesus was the greatest gift giver, and then I'm going to give a second part in that he did something different. He not only came to give, but he came to take away. He came to give, and he came to give two things, two things not like a, uh, a pet rock, not like a Nintendo, not what we asked for, but what we needed. Two of the greatest gifts that we could ever possibly need is because we needed them. In order to do this, I'm going to need two volunteers. Two volunteers, Kingdom Kids or KKJ. KKJ or Kingdom, uh, KKJ or Kingdom Kids Junior. Two kids. I need two volunteers. Oh, okay, I, uh, I can't see because I am old. And I, I can't see. Can... Okay, whoever's in the green, can you come up, please? And whoever's next to the person in the uh, whoever still has her hands raised, please come on up. And can you stand right here for me? And can you tell us your name, what grade you are in, um, and what your favorite gift that you've ever received? Um, my name is Jessica Lee, and I'm in fifth grade, and my favorite gift was a hoverboard. My name is Karis Park. I'm in sixth grade, and my favorite gift is... I don't really know. Like just one of the gifts that you've ever received? A phone. A what? A phone. Oh, she got a phone. When did you get your phone? This year. This year, you got your very first phone this year? What kind of phone did you get? iPhone 6 Plus. iPhone 6 Plus. (laughs) I have an iPhone 5. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Give me my Mac back. (laughs) All right. There are two gifts that Jesus gave us that's greater than any gift that you can receive on this planet, on this earth, from any human being or imaginative human being, uh, because they're gifts that we need. The first gift that Jesus came to give us is this, and I want you to look up to the thing, the screen, and, and I'm sorry, your name again was... Karis, can you read that for us, Karis? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Karis, hold on to this. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. My purpose is to give what, Karis? Life. My purpose is to give life. life. The first gift that Jesus came to give is the gift of... How do you spell Life. L-I-F-E. So, OCD kids, you're taking notes now. L-I-F-E. Jesus came to give what, Karis? Life. Life. 
And it says in the New Living Translation of John chapter 10, verse 10, that, that Jesus' purpose is to give life in, listen carefully, adults, all its fullness. All its fullness. You know, it, it, it should cause us to kind of pause and think. There could be life and life in all its fullness. And that if we have Jesus Christ, we have life in all its fullness. But when we don't have Jesus Christ, life is incomplete. That we could be physically alive, but living a life that is incomplete. There's something missing in it. Jesus came so that we can have life in its fullness, and that fullness is to be reconnected with our Heavenly Father. That is life in its fullness. Jesus came to give gifts. The first gift that he gave to us was the gift of life. Life, L-I-F-E. The second gift that he gives to us is found in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And Jessica, can you, can you read that for us loudly and proudly? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And um, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the, what is the word? For the... Forgiveness? Forgiveness. Say that again. Forgiveness. 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 Jesus came to give the gift of life, and Jesus came to give the gift of what? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Jesus came to give the gift of what? Jesus came to give the gift of forgiveness. You know, I want you to notice something, Uh, men, women, and children, that right in the midst of the word forgiveness is the word give. It's give, because it's something that we can't earn, we can't work hard at, we can buy but it is something that, we, that has to be simply given to us. Forgiveness is something that we need when we do something wrong, right? I just got like, you, do you ever fight with your sisters? Yeah. Oh, you do? <laughs> I was worried because I thought you were going to say, no, we never fight. We're such great, great. And then your parents will be shaking their heads. <laughs> and then sometimes, do you sometimes like have a fight with your sister and you know that you were bad? Yeah. <laughs> do you ever like, like do something like bad even to your parents? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes we do that. And sometimes we, like, do you ever make your sister cry? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can go back down. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So this is what happens. We know that there are moments in our lives where we, uh, do something wrong when we disobey and we need what? Forgiveness. forgiveness. We need forgiveness. We need someone to give us forgiveness. Saying, it's okay, you're forgiven. You don't have to pay the penalty of what you've done wrong. That's what forgiveness is. Um, you know, I, I have a confession to make, okay? Karis and Jessica. When I was probably like first or second grade, I lived in Korea, okay, with my family and my grandparents. And I was a little kid. I was walking down the street, um, and, and it was a dirt road, and there was a rock. Not like a pet rock, but just an ordinary rock. It's a Korean rock, okay? <laughs> so if we sent it to Korea, we'd be an adopted, you know, <laughs> rock. <laughs> I picked up a rock. 
And I walked a little further, and there was a, a wall with a window. Uh-oh, I know. <laughs> I picked up the rock, I looked at the window, and I threw the rock, and what do you think happened? The glass broke. Yeah, I, 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 I had good aim. I, I hit the glass, <laughs> and I broke the window. Um, I know it was bad, huh? Did you ever do anything like that? No, no okay, so you're better than me. All right. <laughs> But so I was bad enough and I was smart enough to know how to pick up a rock and, and aim and hit a, a window and break it. But for some reason, I wasn't smart enough to know that when that happens, I should run away. <laughs> so I just stood there until the owner of, listen carefully, the barber shop, whose glass I just broke, came out and saw me. And I was walking with a friend, and my friend ran away. And I stood there, and he, he grabbed me by the wrist and said, did you just break my window? I was smart enough to throw a rock into the window. I wasn't smart enough to run away. And for some reason, I wasn't smart enough to lie. And so he asked me, did you break, break the window? I said, yes. <laughs> and he asked me a question that is asked of millions of boys throughout the history of humanity. You ask boys, why did you do what you did? And boys will say, I don't know. <laughs> and they're not lying. They just don't know. <laughs> That's what wives ask their husband. Why did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I broke the window. It just was there. That's what, I mean, it's like, just went. And so this owner of the barbershop grabbed me by the wrist Brought me in. Have you ever gone to a hair salon where you got hair? And then sometimes, like, I don't know, the women's hair salons are different from barbershops, but a big chair. So they, he sat me down in a chair. And, and um, the, the, the owner of the barbershop asked me, who, I was, like I said, a first or second grader, um, can you pay for this? And obviously I couldn't. So I said, no. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> I can't. Why did you break it? I don't know. Can you pay for it? No, I don't know. I just started crying. And so uh, after a while, he figured out my grandfather uh, uh, you know, had a business not too far from there. So my, uh, he sent someone, and uh, they got my grandfather, and my grandfather came, and I was sitting in, uh, in the little barbershop chair, and he said, oh, you know, why did you do that? I don't know. Um, and my grandfather apologized to the owner, saying, I'll pay for the broken glass. I am so sorry. And, um, you know, I was freed. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, would I have been able to pay for that broken glass? Yeah. Nope. Right? I needed someone to come and pay for it instead of me. Right? Can you, uh, can you get your word? And Jessica, can you get your word? Jesus came to give us two gifts. He came to give us the gift of, can you turn it around and show everyone? The gift of life. Okay? Show everyone proudly. Life to its fullest. Wave at the camera over there. You're being, on, you're being recorded on TV. <laughs> and then he also gave us the gift of what? Forgiveness. See, there are times, and in fact, we do bad things all the time. 
We disobey God all the time, don't we? And really, someone else has to pay that price, and it is Jesus Christ when he came. He gave us the gift of what? And he gave us the gift of what? And that's with us today. So can you put that down for us? And let's give our two volunteers a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Thank you. And normally on Christmas, we think that it's a time of giving, and Jesus came to give. But I want to say today that Jesus not only came to give, but he came also to take away. And the reason that he needed to have come to take away is because in Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, it tells us that the first family, the first couple, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and brought two things into the world that was devastating. And Jesus came in order to take those two things away. I'm going to ask two more volunteers to come. Can I have two more volunteers? Two more volunteers. Okay, come on up. I need a volunteer. I need one more volunteer. One more volunteer. Can you stand over here on this side? Okay. Oh, 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 come on up, come on up. Thank you. There's my mic. And can you stand over there? And tell everyone your name, your grade, uh, and, 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 and a gift that you received that you really appreciated. Uh, my name is Aaron. I am in sixth grade. And a gift I received that I really appreciated is a Chromebook. A Chromebook. Okay, good job. Aaron? My name is Christian Yuna. I'm in sixth grade. And a gift that I received is uh, just money. Money. <laughs> what, did, what did you do with that money? Um, spend it on Amazon. What did you buy on Amazon? <laughs> um... A book. A book. That's so unfair. <laughs> All right. He, Jesus came not only to give, but he came to take away. And Aaron, uh, can you read this for us in Revelation chapter 2, verse 14, and, and 21, verse 4? And I was at a funeral this week. Do you, do you know what a funeral is? What is a funeral? Uh, it's... Uh, not really a celebration, but something you hold to honor someone who has died. Wow. Okay. It's, it's something you do to honor someone who's passed away, right? What an appropriate adult way to actually put it. It's the marking of a death. Um, and on this particular funeral, this last Monday, I read this verse for us. And Aaron, can you read that for us? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Okay, and this is Jesus at the end of the Bible. And it says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and what shall be no more? Death. Death shall be no more. Jesus came not only to give, but he came to take away. He came to take away what? Death. He came to take away what? Death. How do you spell death? D 
E-A-T-H, for those of you taking notes, right? And Aaron, can you hold up your box, please, and show everyone? Whether we realize it or not, this has been a part of our existence, death. Everyone that we've known has experienced this. It said that in Genesis 3, this, has become, this will become a part of our experience. But at the end of Revelation, Jesus said, and death shall be no more. He shall take it away from us. All right. There's another thing that he has taken away from us, and it is found in 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. And Christian, can you read that passage for us? You know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. And John, what did he come to take away? Sins. Sins. Do you know what sin is? Yes. Can you explain? I know it's hard. Now, what do you think sin is? Oops. Um, to know you're doing a wrongdoing. Yeah, like when you do something, you know it's wrong you do it. It's disobeying God. It's missing the mark. God said this is the standard, and, and we completely miss it. That's sin. You know, like, do you ever break um, a glass when you were, like, a little? Yeah. You did? Did you throw a rock? <laughs> you didn't, like, break a random person's, oh, you're better than me, but what glass did you break? Vase. Uh, oh, you, at, at home? Intentionally? Oh, see, but that's better because you see that. <laughs> but there are times you did things that are wrong, right? Yes. And you know what? We all know that, and we receive forgiveness, and that's what God has given to us. But they're part of us, and I think all of us, someone would like to say, I not only want to be forgiven, but I want this, this thing in me, this desire to do wrong. This, this thing inside of me that wants to hurt others, disobey God, I want this desire for sin to go away, right? Jesus not only came to take away death, but he came to take away, can you lift that box for us? Christian, what did he come to take away? Sin. How do you spell sin? S-I-N. He came not only to take away death, but he came to take away sin. The question is, how did he do so? How did Jesus come to take away sin and death? Um, it's, it's somewhat simple for those of you who've been in the church for a while. You know that Jesus came in a crib. C-R-I-B, but he eventually ended up on a what? Cross, C-R-O-S-S. And so what he did was he took sin and death, and let's go over there. Christian and Aaron. And what Jesus did was he took our sin, and in order to forgive us for our um, sins, and in order for us to not have to pay the penalty of that sin, he nailed all of our sins. He, he, he poured his sins, uh, our sins upon himself, and he paid for it by being nailed to the cross. And so, uh, Christian, can you put sin on this stool? And Aaron, can you put death on that stool? So it's by the cross are our sins and our death taken away from us. So Jesus came not only to give life, Jesus not only came to give forgiveness, but Jesus came to take away death, and Jesus came to take away sin. All right, let's give our 
Uh, we have such great kids. I'm going to ask the, um, our band to come up at this time. Oftentimes, um, Christmas is a time where you remember the baby Jesus, but baby Jesus ended up on the cross, and that's why he came. He came not only to give, but he came to take away. And so uh, we ought to, to think of our Christ who eventually ended up on the cross to take away our, our sin and our death. You know, oftentimes we look at Christmas as a time to get, uh, to get the gifts that, that Christ has given to us. But, you know, once in a while, we are able to give back by saying simply thank you. We do it by songs. Oh, come let us adore him. We do it through worship, just um, in obedience, by just kind of living the kind of life that pleases God. Another way that we oftentimes give thanks to God um, and for all that he's given to us and all that he's taken away from, uh, for us is to actually um, do it in a way where we actually give a gift. And we don't oftentimes do this, um, but we're going to do it today because you're sitting with your children, for, uh, I think for most of you. Um, when we send our kids off to Catapult or KKC or KKJ, uh, I, oftentimes what parents will do is they give a dollar bill and say, hey, when the offering back comes, just you know, put it in there and your kids go, okay, and they randomly put that thing in there. Um, today, I want you to do this. Look, look in your bulletin. Not only do you have little coloring bulletin notes, but you also have an offering envelope. All right? I want you to use this opportunity, especially if you're sitting as a family, to put your family's offering in there together. Right? For, for kids, those, um, if you didn't know, when you give offering at KKC or Catapult, that all money, all money goes into our missions fund to help our missionaries or the kids in Honduras and things of that nature. But I want you to put all your offering in there, and if you give, uh, like, normally online or something like that, that's okay. You, know, you don't have this doesn't have to be an awkward thing. You can just say, okay, uh, you know, we, we'll do it later on the computer. Um, but if you, if you normally give for a check or cash, you can do it. And when the offering back comes around, and I want you to understand this is an act of worship, that we're doing it together as we say thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ for the things that he's given and the things that he has taken away. And so I want us to stand and I want us to worship him in offering. And I'm going to pray for us. The ushers will go, come around and collect offering. And later on, uh, our worship director, Robbie, will pray for that offering. Okay?